Well, shit to bed, y'all. Look, two is better than one. So here comes another bonus episode dropping to you Friday at 9 a.m. As I'm recording this week, Wednesday, December 28th. So everybody knows that I've talked about that I was going to give you my Pro Wrestling of the Year awards. And I already did that. That's going to drop on New Year's Day. But the final show that I'm dropping this week is my top 10. Everybody knows me. I'm a movie fan. So I'm going to give you guys my top 10 top 10 films of the year and second i'm gonna give you my top 10 films of the year my honorable mentions five films that didn't crack the top 10 my top five most disappointing films and the worst film of the year so starting out with the worst film of the year and for a second you all know who you're talking to this is shelby green the host of conversations with shelby green sitting here drinking my beautiful tumbler that my girlfriend got me with my little conversations with shovel light up thing that she got me for my birthday for my christmas thank you honey i appreciate you we're quick swig of sweet tea for the working man hit that tumble shrake so the worst film of the year and there have not been a lot of bad films this year. Now, there have been some films where you just go like, yeah, this ain't the best. But there are also films that is are, are as I like to call them, fucking abortions. And this one is, to tip it all up, Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Um, anybody knows me, and yes, I am aware of the crimes of Victor Salva, the original creator of Jeepers Creepers. I look at the film that he made. I don't care about the human being, but the film he made, the original Jeepers Creepers, is one of my top ten favorite horror films of all time. I adore that movie. The second one, I have my fun with it. It's a little weird, but I like it. The third one is a train wreck. So I had faith when I heard that Jeepers Creepers Reborn was going to go into, uh, they were going to reboot it. They were going to change everything. They were, Victor Salva wasn't going to be involved. All this other shit. And I was kind of excited about it. Then I heard rumblings about production issues. And I heard rumblings about they had shooting issues. And they were going to use a green screen effect more. And I kept thinking to myself, I pray to God this film at least does better. So I went and watched it. I saw all the little reviews on how bad it was. There was a guy on YouTube named Cody Leach who was a massive Jeepers Creepers, the original fan film. He's a fan, the original first film. He is an absolute fan of that film. And furthermore, as I get up and close my door real quick. Furthermore, he, exact words at the end of this review... Don't sell. Don't spend a dime on this movie. Do not. And he's never liked that. So I thought to myself, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm just different. Maybe I'm just gonna see it. And I rented it on Amazon Prime for five ninety nine. And plain and simple, I have never in my life been more. more pissed off and angry to watch a film this bad. This film was god-awful to the point I was sitting there going like, this is on levels of Res- Halloween Resurrection, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, Jason Takes Manhattan, uh, Seed of Chucky, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The New Generation. You get what I'm, Next Generation, you get where I'm going with this on horror films that are that fucking bad. It's on this thing. It, this makes three look like an Oscar-worthy film. First off, the shooting of this thing, the lore of Jeepers Creepers. Now, if you want to reboot things, I understand, but you keep the lore intact. 
reboots always keep the lore of what happens intact. They completely changed every single fucking thing in this. To the point I'm just like, what the fuck? To the point I'm like, what in the fuck are we talking about here? To the point I'm just like, whatever. I've never in my life been more angry and sit there and said, you know that meme with the rocker going, it's the biggest piece of dog shit? This makes dog shit look appetizing. It's just fucking bad. Um, I've never in my life... First off, the cast is horrible. The story is different. There's a green screen in front of every fucking thing in this. And we're not even talking about the creeper. Outside what the truck looks like, there ain't nothing in this thing that's worth a damn. And I will state this. The creeper looks horrible. There's a scene where he, he they made this in more to a slasher film, which I'm fine with. But the way the when the creeper first comes out and he's alive is like, what the fuck is that thing? And then the next thing I hear or see is the way he, he looks like a human being in a way to the point I'm like, whatever. So I gave it a chance to sit there and think, maybe this ain't that bad. Maybe this ain't that bad. Maybe I'm just, and I watched it again and I couldn't get through the first 20 minutes. I'm going, I can't fucking watch this. The film is god awful. It is dog shit. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. I'm getting fired up already, boy. Fuck. That, that It was so bad to the point I'm just going like, this can't be that bad. This cannot be that bad. And, it, it, yeah. And, yeah, man. <laughs> this film was horrible. And I just, I'm to the point now where I'm like, no one touches this franchise. Leave it alone. I got the first film to remember by. I'm done. Jeepers Creepers. And they were setting up for a sequel, I don't know what for, to the point I'm like, no, I wouldn't support it. It's bullshit. It was just, the creeper looked horrible. There were scenes where the creeper was, he pinned the guy up, and the way he was throwing his grind, his little, his little, his, um, not his grind, the fucking, uh, oh my God, his, um, his blades, he was throwing his razor blades, or whatever, his air, whatever he used to use. He was throwing it, and it looked so tacky. It was just like, whatever. I'm just so fucking glad that that I had, the first film is such a horror classic to me that I can forget about this piece of shit. Anyway, worst film of the year, Ghost Cheaper Creepers Reborn. Disappointing films. Now, I will state this. Just because films are disappointing does not mean I like I don't like them. The first, the top two in this fi- this film, these disappointing films, I, I don't like. But the bottom three, three, four, and five, because I gave you five of them. Number one, number two, I don't like. Number three through five, I like. So number five, most disappointing, f- uh, the most disappointing films, and drum roll, please. You're gonna be surprised about this. Halloween ends. Here's why. I like. It's not a bad movie. I do like it, and I do enjoy it. But here's the thing. You teased us. This is going to be Michael versus Lori. Michael versus Lori. You never told us about Corey Cunningham. Uh, Corey. Character Corey. Which I do like the new character Corey Cunningham. I like that character. And everything else. But how can you sit there and literally make that just part of it? People came to see Michael and Lori had the final fight. The time jump I have an issue with in this film. It's very well pacing for what it is. And I do like it. I just feel like if they had stuck with the if they went with Michael versus Lori 
Final showdown, it's it. And another thing, a lot of people online were pissed off the way they killed Michael off. I'm sorry. They did everything they could to send that character off in a good way. It is what it is. Now, I do have a problem with Laurie Strode's character in the film. I feel like this is one of her worst portrayals of that character. I mean, you went from having PTSD to being this happy, joy mother. Now, I do think I like the fact, I like Corey and Allison's relationship. Even though I said in a previous review where I reviewed I didn't like it, as I watched it now two or three times, I kind of, it kind of grows on me now. And I do like the score. I mean, John Carpenter's score is really good. And that final showdown with Michael and Laurie is really good. But let's be honest, I've seen better in this franchise. So, yeah. Overall, though, guys... Halloween 5 rounds out number 5 on the disappointment list. And I do like the film. It, it's a top 10 Halloween franchise movie for me. I do enjoy it. But I just feel like it took a chance when they just stuck with the regular thing. And I'm fine with taking chances. I mean, obviously, you know, Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie is one of my favorite films. And I like I like, think that film is really good. Like On Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, the only problem with that thing is called Halloween 3. Because Season of the Witch, it's a pretty good movie. So I just think that those are the three films that are going to be categorized with this at the point now. Disappointed films, number four, Hocus Pocus 2. And here's another thing. I do like the sequel. The problem is it felt like a Disney Channel original movie film. And it's, I think the script was lacking a little bit. I did like it, though. I have nothing bad to say outside of that. I like to tease a, a, fran a, a third film with it. And, you know... It was interesting that, you know, we waited so long for a sequel to that. Because Hocus Pocus is one of my favorite movies of all time. It may be my favorite Disney film. It might be my favorite Disney film for animation or anything. It might be. So I, I was disappointed that it was. I expected more with it. And that's probably my expectations. But nonetheless, I did like it. Number three, Black Adam. And here's why on this. I kept hearing that people said this film sucked and everything else. And I'm going to say this for a record. I don't think Black Adam was as bad as you thought it was. My biggest disappointment is the fact that everything that was teased in this film, we're never going to see again. That's why it's number three on this list. And why it's top three instead of the bottom because you think, well, maybe you should flip it. Nah, because it's sad because... What we were going to get, we're not going to get now. And the drama behind Warner Brothers and their bullshit, just whatever. I had a State of DC podcast that I was going to put out, but I won't have the time. So eventually, maybe within the next couple weeks, I'll be able to get that out as we go into 2023. But yeah, Black Adam, number three for me. Number two. Now, these two, two films up here, I do not like. Morbius. Morbius could have been... That Sony's been wanting to push this new Spideyverse thing they want to do when Tom Holland eventually Spider-Man comes back. They want to have this these anti-heroes and all these people for him. And this film was just ugh. It was hard to get through to the point I'm like, if it came out in 2003, 2004, it would be on the Catwoman Holly Berry level of that type of film. Yeah. I said what I said. I just don't think this was a good film and I felt like it had a lot of issues. And uh just that cut a lot of the Spider-Man tie-ins in this film out. It just did not make sense. I mean, you got Venom sitting over there. You got Morbius. You got Craven the Hunter. I think they got that coming out. It just, I don't get it, man. I don't understand what they're doing at all. Number one, though, on that was number two. But number one on this list, Thor Love and Thunder. And I can hear Marvel fans, fucking some of them going crazy. 
I am not the biggest fan of the three four the three solo Thor films we got. I do enjoy the first one. The second one is a hit or miss. Ragnarok, I think, is the one of the more overrated, overrated MCU films I've seen in recent. I don't get it. I never will understand it. I don't like it. So Thor: Love and Thunder, when I saw the teach the, the trailers and I heard the, the the Welcome to the Jump or the Sweet Child of Mine trailer, and I saw that it was going to be more action packed. It felt like, and we were going to see. Russell Crowe as Zeus, and I was like, okay, and Christian Bale is a villain, Gore the God of Butcher, I'm thinking, okay, this might get me, and it was like a wet fart in church, just disappointed from top to bottom, that stupid stick MCU comedy that they put into this, I'm like, no, 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 why, why, the Guardians, you know, there's a t- thing in there where, you know, you get, you know, Jane's character, Dr. Jane Foster's character back, she's dying, You, I like that thing, you do. I like bringing her back. She's sick or whatever. But my biggest gripe with this film is when Thor's trying to get a bunch of gods to team up with him and trying to take down Gore the God Butcher. In the opening of the film, you had the Guardians of the Galaxy. What is Star-Lord? Marvel fans know where I'm going with this. MC, well, sorry, MCU fans know where I'm going with this because there's a difference between Marvel comic book fans and MCU fans. Where are we going with this? Where are we? Where am I going with that? And you know what I'm talking about. Why can't he just get the Guardians of the Galaxy to help him? My point exactly. Bottomless film. I do not like it. Biggest disappointment. I've watched it twice since then. I watched it when I went and saw it in theaters. Didn't like it then. And then I went and saw it. And then I went and saw it on Disney Plus when it came out. And I still didn't like it. Sorry. It's probably if I ever gave an MCU MCU ranking, which I'm planning on doing next year. To rank the MCU, I'm gonna rank the MCUs and comic book films, a lot of stuff. I'm probably gonna, this is probably one of the bottom three of the of it. it. It's that bad for me. All right, now we're gonna get the honorable mention. So these are all the top 15 films of the year. So I got a top 10 film list that cracked, and then I got a bottom five, which is the honorable mentions where I'm like, okay, where do I go? Where so number five of my honorable mentions, they just it just did not. These five films were good in my opinion, to great. They just could not crack the top ten. Number five for me is Smile, and I think Smile was a really good horror film with a lot of interesting takes. I just felt like 2022 was such a great year for horror films. It was one of those things where. You're just like, okay, we've seen some really good horror films this year. Is this going to top anything? And it really, it, to me, it was solid for what it was. Now, the marking behind it was genius and everything else. But overall, interesting take with the smile being a, a, a curse and you commit suicide with it and everything else, man. I mean, it was definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. So, yeah, number five for me on the honorable mentions is Smile. Number four, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. An anime film made the top ten, uh, made the, my honorable mentions. I had a really good time seeing this. Me, Adrian, and um, one of his good friends, Avion, my, Adrian, my stepson, who was on my show this past Wednesday, was, uh, we were talking about this film, and I had a good time watching this film to a point I was like, this is really good. My biggest gripe with it was the new style of animation they're going with. It, it looked more like, like a, a, um, it looked like more of like a video game animation on anime, and I'm not very fond of that. I'm an old school anime type of guy, like late '80s to mid to early, late 2000s style of anime. I like that style, but overall, 
I love the fact that Vegeta and Goku are not in this. They're not the main story. So you get Gohan and Piccolo. Piccolo gets a new form finally, which I've been craving for for years. Did feel like the villain of getting another uh, Super Cell, whatever. I've just not. I wish they would have went a different route with that. I really do. But overall, I did enjoy this, and I look forward to see what else they do. Number three on the honorable list: Hulu's remake of Hellraiser. Oof. Thank God for this film because, let's be honest, after Hellraiser 4 Bloodline, Hellraiser gets a little rough. And this remake was damn good. It stuck more to the book of Hell, the Hellbound Heart. I mean, you hear people online, well, oh, it's a woke, it's a woke film. We got a female Hellraiser, a female Pinhead. Yeah. First off, the real name of Pinhead is the Devil's Priest, or Hell's Priest, excuse me. And in the book, the Hell's Priest is a female, if you ever read the book. But I will state this. My biggest gripe of why it would not crack my top 10 is because, one, the two films above it are just better. And another thing, I just felt like the antagonist, or the, excuse, pro, the, the, the main, the final girl in this was just a little bit dull for me. Outside of that, the story is really good. The score is really good. The ending is really good. And I hope we get a sequel. Pleasure and pain, man. Hellraiser was really good. Very big surprise for me. Number two, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It just didn't hit my top ten, but I tell you right now, I was pleasantly surprised by this. I was worried about how are they going to pull this off, and they did a really good job with this. Now, I will state this for the record. I did think the pacing of this was really good. Phase four or five, I think we're in phase five at MCU. Is it four or five? Either way, this phase we've been in has been very dull. And there are two films in this list that came out this year that I am very honorable mentions in my top ten. You probably know which one of the top ten I'm talking about next. But Black Panther, Wakanda Forever was really good. The ending is very touchy. Angela Bassett should get some type of Academy Award or a Golden Globe nomination for her acting. She is incredible. No More is a really good villain. Um, Siri becoming the new Black Panther is really good. I just really, really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, just it was good enough, but just did not crack my top ten, so it was right there. Number one, though, the one film that I did not expect, and it did not crack my top ten because I just felt like it wasn't good enough, Barbarian. One of the most batshit crazy films I have never seen in my I never saw I did not that trailer you see for it, you do not see that coming. Lord have mercy what a film. To a good, uh, to a stretch, I was like, "Yeah, this is good." Me and my girlfriend watching, she goes, "Babe, this is weird." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's good though." And by the way, Justin Long's that just that that pompous ass that just gets killed any time, doesn't he? Yeah. But overall, though, Barbarian, really good. 2022, it's like 1982. What was it? 1981 or 82? The year of horror. 2022, man, we've had some great horror films. And no, I have not seen Pearl in X, so don't shoot me. I didn't have, I never got the time to sit down and watch them. I will eventually watch those films. But now to my top ten films that I've seen this year that I enjoyed and what I thought. Number ten is a sequel, Terrifier Two. Now I will state this: anybody knows I did a full review on this film. Terrifier, the original one, I have a real rocky relationship. The first time I watched it, I really liked it. Then the second time I watched it, I did no, the first time I watched it, I didn't like it. Then the second time I watched it, I really liked it. Then it went to the, the back back and forth, back and forth. 
I walked into Terrifier 2 wondering how it was going to go, and boy, carnage fucking candy, ladies and gentlemen. Bloody, crazy, this, that, the other. It was too, it was beautiful to watch this. For a low-budget horror film to get this off, and Art the Clown is now a top 10 horror icon of all time. Um, now, I'm a little worried about... Uh, what is next to this? Are we going to get a situation where are we going to get more characters involved? Because that post credit seems a little weird for me, but it did crack my top 10 at number 10. Terrifier 2, well done. I look forward to Terrifier 3. Number 9 is another film from Hulu, Prey. Finally, since we have got a Predator sequel that was worth a shit. I'm a really solid fan of the Predator franchise, and Prey was so good that we got to see the first ever Predator on, the first ever Predator, predator quote-unquote, uh, to be on Earth, and it was badass. Badass. And everybody said, this is a big thing about woman testaments, how it trapped the, uh, the, the Predator. And like, people, do me a favor, shut up. Just shut up. Like, just let it go, let it go. This woke shit y'all on is ridiculous. Prey, Prey was really good from the standpoint that I thought it was very solid from the standpoint of the story was telling about going back in time. And it's to the point now where I'm thinking, maybe we get the samurais involved now. Maybe we get a predator to go up against a samurai in the future. So I like Prey a lot. Prey was really good. I was very surprised. Number eight is a good old western, The Harder They Fall. Now, if you've seen me on Facebook before that, before I started doing this, I talked emotionally that I thought The Harder They Fall was one of the best westerns I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. And then I've watched two or three times, and my ranking dropped a little bit for it. Number one. Anytime you make a good western, it's gonna make it's gonna make some noise, and that western was really good. Now I will state this: all those characters were based on true story. For one, I did not like the cliffhanger at the end. There's no reason that we should tease this being a sequel. I did like how you know you felt that there were some scenes where you realized they didn't do that back in the 17, 1800s of western time. You know that damn well, but. Jonathan Majors is so good in this to a point where, like, I'm so excited what he's going to do as, uh, no, is it Jonathan Majors? No, I'm sorry. I might, I'm going to look that up. I might have got that wrong. I apologize. Motherfucker. Pardon my language. Harder. The harder they fall. Let me pull this up. It was Jonathan Majors. I apologize. Yes, Jonathan Majors. He is so good in this. Like, I am so excited what he's going to do as Kang, the creator, and the Ant-Man and the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe is going to do. And Idris Abel as Rufus Buck was just so good. Also, Cuffy is, I like, RJ Cycle as Jim Beckworth was really good. Man, Regina King is always good. She's in this. I had a really good time watching this. Now... It dropped because of just, after watching two or three times, I'm like, okay, I can see the flaws in it. But I do enjoy it. It made the top ten. Number seven, Scream 5, a.k.a. Scream, a.k.a. A, a reboot inside of a sequel. This is really good. This is a better, this is one of the better Scream sequels. 
Had a good time watching Scream 5. I look forward to Scream 6. I like the chances of this franchise. Take. I was a little worried because I was like, how is this franchise going to do this without Wes Craven at the helm? And they did a really good job with this. Surprised me. I think me and my best friend Kyle Lloyd went and saw this, and we were like, yeah, bro, that was good. Like, that was really good. So I was really surprised how good. I'm looking forward to the sequel. It's one of the more anticipation films I'm waiting for this year. I just hope they didn't rush it. And I like the thing. They're getting out of Woodsboro, and they're going to go to New York City. So that's interesting. Number six, baby. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Sam Raimi, you son, slick son of a bitch. Sam Raimi was the director of this film. And Sam Raimi is a good horror director. He's made some good films, man. And he made an MCU horror film in their style, and he pulled it off. Scarlet Witch was one of the better villains I've seen since Thanos in the MCU franchise. Uh, Doctor Strange, Ben Amak coming back as, as uh, Doctor Strange was damn good. I'm excited to see what the future of this is. Now, I did take some criticism when I said that I wish the film would have slowed down. Like, it's the multiverse of madness. Why wouldn't you want it to slow down? Because it was, I felt like it was, it was going so fucking quick. It's like, all right, can we stop and get a stop point some point for like two or three minute stretch? That was all I was saying. But anyway, it didn't crack my top five. So Marvel fans, pump the brakes. I didn't have a film of yours crack the top five, but you got two in the top 15 and one in the top 10. Stop. Jesus Christ. Number six, Doctor Strange and Multiverse Man. And I will state this for the record. Doctor Strange, the first one, is one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. Number five. Now, this is the top five, baby. This is the, the cream of the crop. These are films that I would recommend you go out and buy. Violent Night. The new... Christmas movie on the horizon with David Harbour with Santa Claus and this film was a lot of fun. Violence is necessary when it's done right and boy it was done right with this. I cannot state how much I like this film a lot. And it was such a good time where it was funny in a way but it wasn't forced humor. It just makes me very happy. If they do do a universe like a sequel franchise this, I'd be interested in it. Oh, excuse me. That tea's good. Number four, baby. The Black Phone. My opinion, the best horror film of 2022 that I've seen. Scott Dickerson, man, he nailed this boy. He left the Doctor Strange sequel to do this. And boy, he made a damn good horror film. Ethan Hawke as the grabber is terrifying as hell. It's based on a children's book, too, I believe. And boy, oh boy, what a film. So... I recommend that oh, I stated before the Black Phone is going to be one of those horror films from the 2020s. They're going to like, that's a horror classic. And that's that. The Black Phone was really good. And Scott Dickerson has his stamp now horror. When you see a film, you ain't got to know who the director is or else. When you watch it, like, that's Scott Dickerson. He's that good. Top three, baby. Avatar, Where the Water. It got in the top three. Just a good film. If you heard my review previously with my stepson, good movie. James Cameron does not miss, man. And he stepped up the plate and hit a two-run double with this. I actually like this better than the original one. And I look forward to seeing the next three films are coming out. Left it on the left, it, the way it ended, left on a good note. I'm just very, very excited to see what they're going to do with this. And the fact we're going to see more tribes possibly with this, with the, the Avatar universe expanding, I'm very happy. Top two, baby. And number one was a clear cut, but it was hard for number two because I kept going back and forth because originally Black Phone was number two and I kept going back to this film, man. Kept going back to this film. The Elvis film that came out this year was just so fucking good. And I will state this, Elvis, 
I know what he is. I know what he's done. I get it. But I always look at what the film was. While the film had a goofy tone to set it off, and the fact that it made the, it, the snowman was kind of the centerpiece of this film with Elvis. Outside of that, Austin Butler gives a performance of a lifetime as Elvis. Like, if you go back and listen to Blue Christmas by Elvis, and you listen to Austin Butler's performance the other night on Saturday Night Live, they sound just alike. Austin Butler's voice has even changed because he worked on that voice for so long. In the physical appearances, his performance of him dancing on stage, he nailed Elvis, man. Nailed it. And it's one of the things where I'm like, Austin Butler's going to get some chances in Hollywood now because he did such a great job with this. But the number one film of the year, ladies and gentlemen, The Batman. One of the greatest comic book films I've ever seen. The best, from start to finish, Batman film I've ever seen. The best film of 2022, in my opinion. And, in my opinion, I've always said I am a Ben Affleck supporter for Batman. Robert Patterson has the chance to pass him as the best Batman ever appear on screen. Matt Reeves shot this gorgeously. This is the best Gotham's ever looked. I think it's got the best cast of Batman supporting cast around him. From Catwoman, and I love Michelle Fire for the death from Batman Returns, but Zoe, Zoe Kravitz was good. Jeffrey, um, Jeffrey Wright as, as, commissioner, as, as Deputy Gordon, because he's or Sheriff Gordon in this, because he's not, uh, not a... Um, Damn it. Oh, my God. He's not the commissioner yet. Obviously, you know, the um, Paul, 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 God, I forgot his name, but the guy who played the Riddler is terrifying this. Also, and, of course, I mean, Colin Farrell was the Penguin. I mean, that was incredible. I mean, and the guy who played Foul Cronin's name escapes me right now, but he was actually just everything about this. And that Nirvana song was just so good in this. That Nirvana song. But my the only thing that I did now this film in my opinion is perfect. The only thing I had an issue with was the tease of the Joker. I'm like, do we have to see the Joker now this early? That was my only negative I had with this. I'm like, why, 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 why? Is it too much too soon? Why? I'm just tired of the Joker. Can we just get away from the Joker for a little bit? But overall, though, <laughs> this that was the best film of the year. So. In closing, guys, this is the final episode I'm recording this year. I appreciate your guys' patience and journey with this. More consistency this year, and we're going to keep pushing and grinding like we always do. Just remember, y'all, I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is, straight up.